Welcome to Catherine Biroy Show. Today I have a special guest. Sarah Willoughby is a transformation coach, best-selling author, speaker, energy healer, and infertility coach, empowering people to heal, love themselves, achieve more, and transform their lives. In 2009, following a disastrous IVF cycle that almost cost Sarah her life, she followed her intuition left behind her 10-year corporate HR career and immigrated from the UK to Australia to begin a new life. Sarah is blessed to live by the sea near Melbourne with her three beautiful children who are her biggest blessings and greatest teachers. Hey, Sarah, I'm so happy to have you here with me. How are you today? I'm great and I'm really happy to be here too. Thanks for having me on. Yes, you are great. That's for sure. <laughs> That's, one oh, of the That's one of the <laughs> things about you. I really love your energy. I really love you as a person. I really love your work, but I would like you to share your story a little bit and tell us a little bit about your background and how you actually decided to, to move to Australia. Okay, so back in 2009, I was struggling with secondary infertility. So I'd had a first child quite easily, didn't think that there were any reasons why I should struggle to complete my family. But I spent many years of going through loss and grief, miscarriages, and quite a lot of trauma. And I ended up going through IVF. I was told that was the only way that I could have a second child. But unfortunately, my body overreacted to the drugs mm -hmm. and it went disastrously wrong. So I ended up in intensive care and slowly all my organs started to sort of shut down and not do what they were supposed to do. And the doctors couldn't do anything to stop that deterioration. All they could do was treat the symptoms And for the first time in my life, and hopefully the last time, I faced my own mortality and I literally lay in intensive care and thought to myself, if this is my last moment, then have I lived my best life? Have I done everything that I wanted to do? Have I walked towards those things that scare me? Have I been my best version? And if I was being really honest with myself, the answer was no. Mm. So it was at that point that I made, I made a deal with the universe and said you know if if you get me through this I will spend the rest of my life in service and decided at that point that that involved leaving behind my 10-year corporate HR career which I had spent six years studying at university for I'd worked my way up the corporate ladder and I'd got there and, and thought is this it and I felt as though my soul was being compromised so I knew for me that was a big part of my journey that I needed to work through mm -hmm. and I also knew that my soul was calling me to Australia and that I'd been sort of resisting that a little bit it was a big step we had no jobs to go to we didn't know anybody uh, we were leaving the UK in a recession uh, so if it didn't work out we had no way of going back Really, it would have been very difficult, but I knew that this was what I needed to do. And I was very lucky and I did recover. My body slowly healed and I made that choice and followed through and moved over to Australia about seven months later. 
Your story always deeply touched my heart. And you know that we share a similar experience uh, in regards to IVF. And uh, I would like us to talk a little bit more about that because I think people don't actually talk about that. When I entered the hospital for the first time uh, that day, there was 74 uh, women waiting for just an examination. And uh, this is not a big town. So um, this is a, a, a serious, if I may say, thing which is going on in the world. And I think that uh, stress and overwhelmed and burnout and not being in alignment with ourselves and all of that does affect us. Uh, what I lived there is the fact that in one uh, uh, moment when we needed to do the procedure, they didn't have the anesthesia. So they yeah. did it. And the level of pain which I experienced uh, was the turning point where I decided to, to actually change my life. And both of us, we are moms now, and both of us went through such a difficult experience and you dedicated your life to help people transform and to help them through this process. So please tell us a little bit about that because if I knew you back then, uh, it would be much easier for me, but I was alone. I didn't know anyone and it was a very, very challenging journey. How would you help me if I actually knew you back then? I think the biggest thing that I learned was about the mind-body-spirit connection, which you've already mentioned, and how if those are not in alignment, then we are, you know, we're out of alignment, we're not balanced. And I didn't really understand that fully until I was sort of coming out the other side of that. Mm -hmm. But fortunately for me, I had learned meditation. So going into that treatment, I had learned meditation and mindfulness and I'd also been through some hypnotherapy. So I know categorically if I hadn't have gone through those um, practices and spent time on myself, I wouldn't be here because I couldn't have coped with the physical pain that I was in. It was just excruciating. Morphine didn't even touch the surface of that pain. So I, what I encourage people to do now is to really understand that if your mind is not right, then that's going to affect your body and your soul. And if, you're, if your soul is not in a good place, then that affects, you know, everything else. So it's really about that connection to who we really are, why we're here. And for me, what I realized on reflection was that I actually went through this incredible journey to self-love. And I didn't know that that's yes. what was happening at the time. Yes. But wow, I I'd appreciate my body, whereas I'd spent so long being critical of my body and all the things that it didn't do and not feeling good enough and not feeling like I was enough of a woman because I couldn't have another child. I couldn't complete my family, something that so many people take for granted. Mm -hmm. I actually fell in love with my body when I when I got through that that part of my life I was like wow my body's incredible my body has actually saved me it's actually now taking me in a whole different direction it's actually enabling me to connect with who I really am and why I'm here 
and to be able to help other people through that journey. A lot of people go through that even if they're not going through infertility. They go through that maybe when they have had a couple of children and maybe they've lost themselves in motherhood and now they're trying to reclaim themselves and they're trying to work out who they are and what their purpose is beyond being a mother. Mm-hmm. So it comes out for us, this deep need to connect with who we are and why we're here comes out in so many different ways. And that's what I love about the work that I do. And so I really take it back to basics of let's get still, let's connect to who we are, let's connect to our beautiful intuition, that internal GPS system that knows how to guide us through life. Mm-hmm. Let's learn how to tune into that because every answer to every problem we face sits mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. when we get still. You said this so beautifully. I just don't have anything to add. It's a mic drop. I know that you understand that because you've been on that journey, you know, that deep connection to your intuition, that heart-centered business that you have and that you um you know so beautifully showcased to everybody so I know that you understand that journey too I definitely do and I wish that I knew you back then because I know how difficult it was for me I went through the process two times they told me I will never be a mom I was struggling on all in all areas of my life everything else wasn't important anymore um and then it happened naturally after my own awakening and spiritual journey and and everything that you just mentioned basically that road led me to the self-love and that road led me to build everything that I have to actually help people to be free and to do what they love so it's all about love um and i had the pleasure to work with you and i'm familiar with your work and i would like people to know that they're not alone and that you can help them and that i really wish that but you know how things are like things happen for a reason and uh we met um long after uh everything that i went through and uh now you can help so many people actually by just you know allowing me to spread this message and I'm very honored to do that Uh, I'm very grateful for that because it is a subject that a lot of people don't talk about still and there is so much silence around infertility yet it affects so many people in Australia and the UK one in five around Mm -hmm. the world one in seven couples struggle with infertility even 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 higher percentages here in the central Europe uh it's even higher yeah it's it's yeah it's it's really became something that's um pretty much usual unfortunately uh and a lot of people are struggling and i just wish them to know when you were lying in that bed and you were close to um you know only to yourself and to your mind and to your heart and when i was lying in that bed and she came to me and she started talking a nurse um imagine now that you are in on a beach and i was like why you are doing that <laughs> and she said i need to calm you down and i said well just give me anesthesia and everything will be okay and she said that's the thing we need to continue with the procedure and we don't have it that level of pain is a real pain which i don't wish anyone to experience ever in in life and i was alone there mm-hmm. and i couldn't say no because they had to do that 
so having someone, and not just in the area of infertility, but every other aspect in our life needs to be balanced. You mentioned hypnotherapy. I went through the same. You mentioned meditation. I went through the same. So we share a similar journey in a different way. And I'm so grateful that you are here now for people to help them. But what you use during your daily routine? What is your thing? How you actually uh, establish the balance in your everyday life? So meditation is my daily routine. I meditate every afternoon. And I always say to all my clients, let's talk about meditation. And some of them are very resistant. And they're like, I've tried it and I just can't get my mind still. And I'm like, yes, well, you're a perfect candidate for why meditation is something that you should try. And I think that when I was learning meditation all those years ago, that we were taught you had to sit for half an hour every day. And it, there was a lot of pressure. And half an hour, if you've never done it before, is a long time. So now research is showing that even just sitting and noticing where you feel the breath in your body for two minutes a day actually changes your brain and actually helps to relax you. And mm -hmm. then you can build on that. So mm -hmm. I always say to my clients, don't set yourself up to fail. Don't suddenly say, I'm going to do 20 minutes, half an hour every day, knowing that actually it's not realistic, because mm -hmm. then you deal with judgment on top of the disappointment that you haven't been able to follow through. Mm. so let's start with two minutes every day and everybody has two minutes a day and if they don't then there's something really wrong with time management and you can do it before you go into a meeting you could sit at your desk quietly and just close your eyes you could do it if you're sat in the car before you go into the office in the morning you could do it sat in your lunch break go and sit on a park bench you could do it on the way to work and just set an alarm so you don't fall asleep just closing your eyes and noticing where you feel that breath in your body. Is it in your nose? Is it in your chest? Is it in your throat? Really just helps you to give your mind a break from all that monkey chatter, all that noise, all that self-deprecation, all that negative self-talk. And I say to my clients, you know, the things that you say to yourself, would you say that to your best friends? And they're like, no, absolutely not. Yet we are so critical of self. So meditation is such a beautiful tool to be able to give a little bit of self-love mm -hmm. you know we think of self-love as going on a spa day or going on holiday as much as we can but actually self-love starts with just two minutes of breathing because our breath is our life force and we take it for granted and it's not until we can't breathe mm -hmm. that we really appreciate our breath and I've been there and I've literally not been able to breathe mm -hmm. and it's scary you know you feel like you're drowning so just to appreciate that and honor that is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I do is connect so beautifully with nature. And I didn't realize that part of the reason that my soul, my soul was calling me to Australia was because I needed to spend the rest of my life living by the sea. And when I'd been at uni in my fourth year at uni, I'd lived by the sea for that year. And I remember sitting by the sea studying and I know that that's why I got through my final exams but I still didn't quite put two and two together and I went back into living in the city living and working in the corporate world but yet my soul was pulling me back to live by the ocean so when I moved out here in 2009 that was a choice that I made I must live by the beach if I'm going to make this big step and I've been really blessed to spend the last almost 12 years, 13 years living here and, and having it on my doorstep and just looking 
at the ocean, even if I can't, you know, physically go down to the beach, just calms me if I drive past it. Um, watching sunset and sunrise is another beautiful way to connect to self in a very easy way. And nature's on our doorstep. We take it for granted. We take for granted that it's always going to be there. But just going out, the other thing that I encourage my children to do, and as adults we can do it too, is grounding or earthing, as mm -hmm. it's called. So that's when you take your socks and shoes off and you walk on the beach or you walk on the grass and you draw the energy up from the core of the earth up through into your body and it re-energizes you and it's simple and it's quick. You can lie down and then obviously you've got a greater surface area so it, it does it quicker. You can watch the clouds and it all sounds a bit airy-fairy and fluffy but we need that connection to to nature it's it's just beautiful so those are the two things that I do every day and I absolutely recommend people to start with that and nature's free so I love the fact that nature and meditation do not discriminate between those who have and those who don't this is so that. beautiful and and it resonated with my heart so deeply because I'm doing the same <laughs> Yeah. I don't live next to the ocean, but next to the Danube River. And I always, always go there. And uh, that's the place where I was preparing my last exam. And, uh, you know, um, walking on the grass and lying in the grass or on the beach or something like that. It's just what fuels me and gives me that strength to, to actually walk through the day, day or through the month or however you want that. Um, it is one of my greatest wishes to actually live uh, close to beach. So we're going to examine the Ionian part of the sea this July, uh, of oh, the Greece beautiful. this July, because, yeah, I, I am kind of in love with, with Greek islands. The only thing which one, like, you know, they don't have such a good internet connection. That's the only problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I, need, I need to look more. Anyway. We share so many, uh, so many uh, similar things, and and I'm so grateful to have you in my life. But I would like to know what is your why, why you are doing this, what's the vision, what's the mission behind the service that you provide. My why is that I want to leave the world better than I found it, and mm. I think 2020 and what we're going through with with COVID has brought up so much fear for people. And for the first time, people have been really forced to look at themselves and to sit with themselves. And there aren't the distractions that there have been in the past. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to help people to find their own truth and to live a life of authenticity rather than living a life by the expectations that we place on ourselves and the expectations that others place on us. Mm -hmm. And we can only do that by learning to love ourselves. And imagine how beautiful this world would be if every single person loved themselves and every single person learned meditation and every single person appreciated and respected the environment. So for me, my why is to help people to recognise that we have such a beautiful planet to live on and that's a huge privilege and to help people to connect with who they are so that they can go out and live their passion, whatever that is, and spread their love and joy so that we can fill each other up rather than tearing each other apart 
And I really believe that when we do what we're passionate about, it doesn't feel like a job. I love what I do. I'm so privileged and blessed to do what I love every single day. And there is more of me to go around when I'm doing what I love and I'm happy. I can be there for so many more people. And we often, we often do it backwards. We think that we need to give to everybody else first. And then we think about ourselves last. But if we focus on ourselves first, we fill ourselves up and then to a point of overflow, that's when we can be there for everybody else in our lives. That's when we can be our best version. That's when we can actually help spread that ripple effect. And it all starts with us and it starts with us realising that it's not selfish to practice self-care and self-love and to give back to ourselves and that we need to prioritise ourselves, but not in an egotistical way, not in a selfish way. I absolutely love this. Um, we are doing things differently, but the mission is practically the same. And I just believe if everyone knew what you just said, there would be no conflicts and there would there would be no wars. And that is what I would like to actually share with people and help them to grow from inside and to understand that we are all one. And yeah. if I'm hurting you, I'm actually hurting myself. Yes. And in that beauty of self-love, uh, the self-love reflects to our family members, to our neighbors, to our cities, to our country, to our world. And this is where the true peace lies. But while we have people who don't understand that, who are um, not healed, who are uh, in their own pain, uh, they will cause conflicts and everything else falls apart. So this is a huge mission. Uh, we are trying to build our legacy in our own ways and to help people to practically, what I love the most is that you were uh, on a high scale corp corporate ladder and you stepped up, uh, you left uh, you started doing what you love. Uh, you uh, committed to yourself and to your clients and to society and everyone to to actually bring this message to the world. And uh, that's the most beautiful thing someone can do, by my opinion. I'm helping people to get out of the corporate and you actually did it <laughs> in the very, very, very beautiful way. I know. And it's scary because it's, again, you know, it's, for me, it was that expectation of this is what I've spent my life working towards. Mm -hmm. I had I had so much academic pressure and I went to one of the best schools in the UK and I went to university and then I did my postgrad. And at the end of it all, I got there and I was like, something's missing. Mm -hmm. But I didn't quite understand what it was. And I think there's this big fear of stepping away from the norm and stepping away from what society expects us to do. But when we do, then it's so empowering, it's so liberating. I, I love the fact that I work for myself. I have the flexibility to spend time with my three beautiful children. Very blessed to have gone on and had another two daughters when I moved over here, both naturally. And, and to be able to see them grow up. And I didn't have that balance when I was working in the corporate world. So mm -hmm. the universe always knows what's best for us. It's just a case of whether we listen. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> the main thing. Now we're going to have some fun. And <laughs> I hope this bell will work. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. 
<laughs> sometimes it happens that it doesn't. <laughs> it's a silly thing. Like we are in Mercury retrograde now. And we're just mentioning that my camera is not working. We will see if this is going to work, but we went through it perfectly fine. So I will ask you a few quick questions and you okay. have like 10 seconds to answer to me. And we didn't prepare this. So you don't know what oh, I'm going to ask pressure. you. <laughs> what is your favorite book? My favorite book. Oh, so many favorite books. I love Anita Mojani's Dying to Be Me. Have you mm. read that book? No, but I would like to hear my like this is it and then <laughs> okay, I've got 10 seconds to tell you about it Anita Morjani uh she ended up in a coma end of life with cancer stage four cancer her family were coming to say goodbye to her she actually had a near-death experience mm. and she was with her brother on the plane coming over to meet you know say goodbye to her in hospital at the same time that she could hear the nurses and doctors at the end of the corridor speaking to her family saying that she was going to die and she sort of crossed over and and had a conversation with her father and came back and when she knew when she came back she was told it wasn't her time that she was healed of cancer and they did all the tests and she was she mm -hmm. was there was no trace of cancer in her body but she still went through therapy and um, chemotherapy because she didn't really have much of a choice and she's now dedicated her life to sharing what happened when she crossed over and just about this idea of love again she lived her life by the expectations of others she'd lived in a state of fear mm. Wayne Dyer Dr Wayne Dyer heard her story mm -hmm. and they started working together and he um, took her on his tours around the world before he passed away so her stories got out to the world in a big way what I love about it is that there is science there's medical records that prove that she was literally a couple of hours end of life to surviving with no trace of cancer in her body. I love that story and I love the work that she's now doing and the fact that she's serving the world, sharing her story. Wow, I definitely have to read that book. I have goosebumps. Like, wow, yeah. wonderful. <laughs> um, let me see what next. What do you like to do with your spare time? What do I like to do in my spare time? Love to be outdoors in nature. Absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. Love yoga, meditation, love having fun. So I have this real kind of adrenaline junkie side to me. Really? So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've jumped out of a plane twice. I've been bungee jumping and whitewater rafting. And it's I so love cool. anything <laughs> adrenaline crazy that I'm up for that. So, yeah, that's my ideal day out is I'll, you know, jump out of a plane any day like i don't even want to tap on this i want to hear more i never did any of these things and i always wanted but somehow yeah no maybe tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I, just, I love uh, myself now what's the point <laughs> but i would like it's to that idea of overcoming your fear of sitting at the side of the plane and looking down at the ground at you know, 14,000 feet and and then being pushed out by the tandem <laughs> skydiver and and then just realizing that you're alive it's really incredible try that. Try it. uh, yeah I will have to try that but I will try simpler things <laughs> like diving <laughs> for example <laughs> I, right, have all this, I have all these things on my list 
But my cardiologist back then told me, don't you dare doing anything like that. Now I'm healed. So I, I guess I can, I can try this time. I think you can. I think you can put that on your list. Yeah. Put it on your list. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I would like to give you the chance for the end for you to actually ask yourself any question that I haven't asked you that you would like to share. Oh, what to share. I really would love people to just connect with each other Mm. and look out for each other and be kind to each other. And that kind of starts with self, Mm -hmm. but we are all connected and we can, we think that individually we can't make a difference, but we can. Mm. As the saying goes, we're all just that one drop in the ocean, but together we make up the whole ocean. And I really would love people to really be honest with themselves. If there is something in their life that isn't serving them, something that they keep coming back to Mm -hmm. and being fearful to change, to be brave, find your courage, take that first step. You don't have to go and solve, you know, every problem in the world, but we all have things that we want to change. And it starts with that first step and then the next step. And often we don't take the first step because we can't see the whole path. But when you take that first step, the path slowly reveals itself. So be brave, be courageous. Life is incredibly short. I know that firsthand. And so many people have been touched by that last year and this year. And I just really encourage people to try to live their best life, whatever it looks like for them, and do it for yourself, not because of what everybody else thinks. Come back to your own heart. Beautiful. And that's when the magic happens and the life changes. For, for It really does. It really does. Tell us how people can reach out to you, where they can find you, and what we can expect from your magic until the end of the year. Okay. So the best way to connect with me is through my website, which is sarahwillaby.com.au. I'm also on LinkedIn, Sarah Willoughby 2019, and Facebook and Instagram, Sarah Willoughby Australia. So basically search my name and you'll find me. I'm in the process of editing my book, which is about my, it's a memoir, teaching memoir, my journey to self-love through secondary infertility. Mm -hmm. So I'm really hopeful that that will be out this year or the beginning of next year. And I'm really excited to share that message with the world. I think there's a real gap in the market. There's either lots of medical books about infertility and PCOS, which is what I've got. Or there's books about people's stories. But the difference with mine is that it's, this is my story. This is what I learned from it. And this is how you can apply that to your life. Mm -hmm. So I'm hopeful that that's going to make a big impact in the world in its own way at the right time. And also just coaching people. So if people want to reach out to me for one-on-one coaching, I love working with people and helping people to connect with themselves, connect with their intuition to help guide them through life and lots of collaboration too. So doing lots more podcasts and um, getting myself into Clubhouse. So lots of things going on and I'm really excited about that. Lots of collaboration. I believe in collaboration, not competition. So yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being my guest. I truly enjoyed it and I hope you did too. I love talking to you. You know that. And thank you for everything that you do in this crazy, crazy world. I love your heart and I'm really blessed to know you and love you. Thank you. Thank you too. 
Feelings are mutual. Bye bye. Ciao. Bye.